happening on the podcast. Okay. Hey, welcome back to This Is Happening. Woo! This is our hundredth episode. Hi. So, as a special treat for us all, and for the, mainly for the viewers, hopefully, uh, hopefully not viewers, for the viewers, we can't do this. <laughs> But, uh, but listeners, listeners. For 17 people in Indonesia. <laughs> yes. For the, fives, for the fives of people that listen to rock. this thing. That was Little Rock. We have crazy <laughs> amounts of fans of Little Rock. They listen to one of our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh, Nathan Strifel is back. Yay! Nathan. Hello, everybody. Hello, listeners. I'm still around. Still doing my thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you can catch Nathan daily on Instagram. Yes. Doing his uh, tarot card poll. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. yes. I love your Recently tarot. did one with um, international superstar Raja. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. I, I saw a little bit of that. We did a live um, little reading thing. It was super fun. Yeah, I've been getting into tarot and kind of doing that on my Instagram and enjoying that spiritual side of me. And yeah, it's been fun, among other things. Yes, but that's one way to to see Nathan Strifle. If you don't know him, and few of the fives of people that listen to us do. I mean, sometimes. Well, I'm sure you picked up like... At least a dozen of new followers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we have Doug Uden fans. Yes, <laughs> we better. And Georgia Lane, and Eric Mars, and maybe even Lyman fans. Oh, well, yeah. yes. So, our fave guest co host, who we just can't get enough of, Georgie Lee, he oh, is here. Oh, that's me. I'm yeah. here, I guess. I'm very happy. I'm, like yesterday, when I was like, oh, doing a podcast tomorrow, I was like, God. So excited! Like we used to do them all the time. So it's just like, oh, podcast, you know, a great chat. And I was like, God, like I'm really excited to chat with the intelligent humans and um, have it recorded, so well, dozens of people can listen. <laughs> <laughs> Instead, you're recording with us. But, yes. Um, but yeah, so um, 100 episodes. We would have reached this milestone. It's been three three years since we started this podcast, Nathan. Yes. You and I. Yes. Um, and we had been talking about it for months before that. It took a long time. It had a long gestation period. Well, when you think about it, three years, that's 52 times three, um, 156. We and shouldn't we be there. to 100, that's like two out of every three weeks. Yeah. We did, I mean, for when you and I did it, for, you know, you and I did 67 episodes. In a row. You know, and... Um, there was a little burnout, though. That was a little hard to maintain. We, we were doing it once a week, mm-hmm. and we did, you know, and we record, sometimes we recorded like two or three at a time, maybe two at a time. Um, yeah, it's nice to bang them out, you know, and then Yes, but by room, the second one, after, well, I remember with Georgie and Friends, when we do two in a row, the second one, you couldn't really understand a word we were saying. Far too much. Georgie and Friends might have gotten a little bit, you know, there were, there, there have been some drunken, um, this is happening. We were just mentioning one with Freckle. Oh, yes. Yeah, so do, do you want to hear us super drunk? <laughs> listen to the one with Freckle. Fun too, though. We sing and have a really great time with her. Them. We did. We, we, them. them. We started making up songs. It was improv songs. We had, a great, we had a great time with Freckle. But no euphonium here today. So. No, we're not going to. We, 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 well, we could sing. We, who, who knows? I, you know, it not, might happen. Euphonium. Euphonium, uh, that which is a 
his instrument of choice, no? You have oh. a crazy memory. Doug. Oh my god, I know. Doug remembers everything. These actors these days, that's what they have to do, don't they? That's right. Do you have singing in your background, Doug? Well, oh, what? Singing. singing. Yes, of course. I sang in the gay chorus uh, for many years. I had to leave the gay chorus because it was those alto lesbians were just too mean to me. And oh. I couldn't handle it anymore, so I, I decamped. You um, made me join chorus. that chorus, Doug, and then promptly left. <laughs> I don't think we even had a single rehearsal together. Uh, you his replacement. <laughs> you were like, you got to join, you got to join. And you're like, and you're like, mm, I'm taking a leave of absence. Yeah. <laughs> those weak-kneed weak lesbian altos, I couldn't handle them. Do you still get emails from them? I still get emails. Yes, of course. They never, you know, I keep, I, I write to them, I'm like, I'm not rejoining this chorus. And <laughs> I don't have the heart to say unsubscribe. You know, I feel like... I've tried. I would, I would unsubscribe from so many more things, but I do have some guilt. So I just feel like, eh, let them keep me on their list and whatever. Yeah, that's that's the reason why my um, my inbox is 60,000 unread emails, because I don't unsubscribe to anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. What? How People do you even don't... sift through them to get what I, they might I, need? I just, I go, oh, oh, don't need that. Oh, this, is why... this person wants dick pics. Okay. <laughs> this is what? That's email? Yeah, I'm so obsessive. Like I can't go to. This is why we don't communicate by email. I have two hundred and seventy-seven voice lines. You could just archive them all. I know, I know. But Patrick wakes up every morning. That's the first thing he does. He archives and deletes and everything. But I just swipe through and go, "Oh, that's important." I read that one. Somebody in Indonesia was trying to reach out to you. Well, I would notice someone from Indonesia, and I would open the email. I reply. Tell them I love them, and um, and then ignore all the other emails. You just keep it on that. You just look at the most current. I look at the important yeah. stuff. Yeah. I never go back. Yeah. I think our Indonesian fans were fans of Nathan, because they they came fast and furious at the beginning. It's been a long time since we've had any listens from. Indonesia. Where did you go, guys? Well, welcome back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nathan's here. Come back, guys. Come back, darling. They've been waiting. Yes. They've been waiting. <laughs> I sent them all the text. I mean, our group, our group thread of three people. Oh, okay. yes. <laughs> mm. Well, happy, happy, uh, almost Valentine's Day. Valentine's yes. Eve, Valentine's yes. Eve. In honor of Valentine's Day, I have chocolate-covered strawberries for us here in the studio. It's Delicious. Very, very nice. So, so we're like my, di my dining room. I'm just a dining room. Yes. <laughs> They're like two inches in diameter. They're I know. Big. They are large. I tried to... They, this little sign at the supermarket said that they offered them in packs of four, which I thought was perfect because there's four of us yes. in the room, and Doug is remote. Um, I'm on location. We'll send you an e-strawberry. They seem to be <laughs> out of it, and so I had to get six. Oh, no. And now we have excess Well, now I'll have to eat two. <laughs> so, um, you know, Doug. Hi. You... <laughs> Also, have been doing something that I think is really cool that people enjoy, which Gaining is weight. Well, no, you actually seem to be losing weight, um, or at least you know that it will because it, it's about your kibitz and cook. What what is it called? 
Oh, Cook and Kibbits. Yeah. Cook and Kibbits, oh, which I love you do it. regularly yes. on Instagram. I love it. What's Kibbits? Um, kibbits is to chat. Shoot uh, the breeze. Sort of conversation. Gotcha, gossip. gotcha. Is that like a Jewish? Yeah, I, mi- I miss the kibbutz room. It's a room. Yiddish term. Yiddish, yeah, ne- yeah, next to Cantor's, there was the kibbutz room, which I used to go to regularly before the world closed. And oh. it, that was a place to see bands. Yeah, they yeah. always had really great live music there. Yeah. I'd be dancing, we'd do hilarious karaoke. Uh, I'd so be drinking funny. Long Island iced teas where the, the drink never emptied. So you had no idea how many you drank <laughs> until you were rolling out of the place. Yes. So Nathan, we're sort of kibbutzing right now. This is it. a kibitz. Yeah, we're kibitzing. I love that. I didn't know what the word meant. Thank you. I'm going to put my head sure. on my pillow now, knowing I learned something new. Well, I just finished The Joy of Yiddish, which is full <laughs> of amazing words that I'm going to try to pepper in conversation uh, whenever I can. Is it a but, dictionary? Um, or Start now. Yes. <laughs> That's well, the best with words. We just did kibitz. Such a mitzvah that you brought it up. Thank you. A mitzvah. Describe. Uh, but yes, I've been... <laughs> it's definitely not... It's not a, it's not a shanda. <laughs> no, a shanda that it took so long for us to discover it. A shanda is like a sin or a It's man. a shame. A shame. A pity. Yeah. <laughs> a shame. Exactly. I got it. Right. A shanda. I love that. Yeah. Well, you know, growing up in New York, you hear these terms. So, yes. Um, or some, of course, men schlep, all of those. Oh, oh, yeah. And Tanya would always give me, in, in between posings, she'd give me a smarter to wear. A smarter? Yeah, yeah smarter. a smarter. A smarter. And somebody, and um, Georgie, yes. somebody who works in the clothing business, they call it the smarter business. Oh, amazing. Ooh. Love that, smarter. Yeah. Exactly. So what is this thing? Oh, yes. so on, on Thursdays, I go on Instagram Live, and every other Thursday, I cook with my friend Jamie Rubin. She's in her kitchen. She loves. She lives up uh, near Beachwood Canyon in an undisclosed location. <laughs> Never heard of it. We go yeah. live, and we cook together, and it is, it's been so much fun. It really um, was born out of the, the pandemic and not being able to see each other. Yeah. And it's been really, um, the feedback from, from people joining us has been so much fun. And then every now and then I go on alone and cook something, and then I invite people um, to join me. And, you know, they get people get to ask questions, and it's just a lot of fun. Oh, can I come on? I want to do it. You should have Nathan on. Yes. Well, in two weeks' time, I'll be alone. And Nathan, I, by all means, I would love you to, to join us. Georgie, you too. I know. Maybe not so much because... I don't think you cook at all. I know. Well, I I never did. I, I never did cook. With, I can help with meal prep. I know. Well, I never cooked, and I learned to cook um, in 2020. That was one good thing that came out of that year for me. I actually love George, cooking now, I so I will cook with you. You and Nathan both. I will. I will uh, <laughs> we'll do it in two weeks. I love it. Yes, I'm, I'm pushing it in the diary right now. And then this coming Thursday. What uh, time do you do it? What? What time do you do it? We do it at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, and um, this coming Thursday, Jamie is doing the ginger soy carrot salad dressing that Mm. one gets in a Japanese restaurant, and I'm making uh, fried rice using cauliflower rice. Oh, interesting. I like that. It's an Asian uh, cook in the kibitz. That's cool. That's great. So you... um, 
but the last time, there seemed to be someone sitting at the back of your kitchen. Oh, yeah, that my friend Brian, with whom I go to the market. Oh, Brian sits in the kitchen and, and helps um, ask the questions that our viewers are asking because I'm so old and blind and I'm so far away from my phone, I can't read the questions. So I can never read Brian those either. will yell out, like, Jamie, what temperature is the oven at? Or, Doug, what kind of salt are you using? And oh, that's so very sweet. That's I know Brian. Brian is a delight. Yeah, yeah. He's lovely. So he's almost like a producer in that respect. But, I mean, over 20,000 people are watching. It's uh, wow. not, 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 not live. They're not watching live. But they keep watching, yeah. We have 400 or so watching live. Well, bring those 20,000 over here to live. This is happening. Let them... (laughs) America's going to be filled with sesame (laughs) ginger dressing next week. Yeah. 20,000, that would be a huge audience for this. It's pretty amazing because it's really just um, an idea that Jamie and I had while we were at the farmer's market. She said, would you go on Instagram with me and cook? I said, sure. And she's a she's a real cook though. She's not like me. Like she actually is a, is a cook and knows what she's doing. I just sort of fake it till I make it. And since um, I'm on Instagram, nobody can can taste it except me. So, <laughs> so when you mm, say delicious, yes. no one knows. But you are you you are a very good cook, Doug. You oh, cook. I, I want one of your brunches again. You cooked for me many times, and um, and you're very good. Thank you. Um, but so the, they're finding you because of your following from uh, Jeff Lewis Live. Yeah. Well, you know what's really nice is now people are sending me things um, because they want Jamie and me to mention them or me to mention them. This salt company, because you know I collect salt from around the world. Oh, this, yes. Um, Famously, apparently. Yes. That's one of your this, signatures. This salt company called Duxbury Salt in Massachusetts, in, in Duxbury, Mass., they have the most beautiful sea salt, and they sent me a tub. Oh. And then they gave me a code, Doug Loves Salt, and you can get 15% off. And they DM'd me and said they sold out of their little starter package. Oh, my goodness. Are they giving you a little, um, you know, stipend from from that? Um, Eric Forever the Well, got a closet full of salt. We, we really need, like, a producer to help us with that because... A few vineyards have sent us, a, you know, cases of Maybe wine. Maybe Landon could get on that. But we want <laughs> yes. to money, but we don't really know how to do that. Well, when they give you a discount code and they sell based on that discount based, code, based they should be you, giving yes. you a per, uh, some percentage of those sales because they can track it. Yes. Yeah. That's the point of having a discount code. We need somebody to intervene on our behalf. Yes. Uh, well, I mean, even I could do that. Yes, but, um, Eric's very good. But I, I could maybe dispatch Landon. <laughs> Hello, Landon. <laughs> yes. Landon is an intimidating presence, and he will, he, you know, he can um, he will squeeze get you money, your money out of a bit. stone. Yeah. Out of oh, a salt stone. stone. No one is going yeah. to refuse Landon. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, we're not, nobody's leaving their home, so everybody, this is, you know, what we're doing these days. We're I know. podcasts and cooking in our kitchen. Well, yeah, exactly. Speaking of, I, you know, I, we don't see each other. Like, actually... Through this pandemic, I've seen Georgie quite a bit. Yes. She's enlisted me to um, take care of her cats. Yes. 
So, he's very good at so it. So essentially, she and I are raising her cats together. It's like, true. Basically, you guys are you're co-parenting. We're co-parenting. Essentially, co-parenting. It's very true. She yeah. is very often not there, and so I. And Eric, you have a long history of being a cat parent. I do love cats. I, I'm taking a, a nice, long, and possibly permanent break from <laughs> having my own cats. Yes, he doesn't I, need his own because he has mine. <laughs> now, <laughs> now I have Georgie's cat. What are your cats' names again? John Jet and Gypsy. Oh, yeah. so cute. They They're are the cute. They're very they cute. cute cats. And oh, they I love think I saw one and she looked a little wild. Like she oh. like, could almost be in the jungle. Gypsy. It's Gypsy. Yes. That's Big. Gypsy. She's, are she's, they at your place now, Eric? No, no. no they I, they I stay go, at my house. I go there. Yes. I go to them. But yeah, Gypsy's a Bengal. So she's like, mm. looks like a tiger and she's. Beautiful, and she is. She is wild. She was. She's quite wild. She was. I stole her from a very terrible man that was like torturing her and throwing her across the room, kicking her, and keeping oh her, her keeping a... her in his car for weeks on end. So, oh my God, so God. I, I took her, I took her away, and um and and so she's she she takes a while to trust people, but now she just is a big lover because she's so grateful for the oh. the home that she she now has. Yeah, and, um, but she's and she's very skittish. And she's very she's doesn't yeah, really she approach people. But you know, if you're the, like I, I've spent the night there, and yeah. she's um, you know she she wants love, but she wants so much love. So she, she will approach you, she's like, you eventually. Meow, meow. So she wants love, and you give her all these tickles, and then she goes, and then she looks at you and goes, meow, and she wants love again. She's got like Tourette's or something. Well, she's very comfortable she doesn't with you. Know. Yeah, she loves the shit out of me. But yeah, I'm very very grateful. Eric has been. An amazing father to my to my kitties, <laughs> which he will be doing this week. Not because you've been traveling. Um, she splits her time. I split my time. Yes, I'm. I'm like I. I was very grateful for 2019 because I traveled the most I've ever traveled in my entire existence. Thanks to Eric and <laughs> Patrick, we were everywhere doing everything. I didn't realize that after that it was going to an end. But um, so now I just well, I yes, do go I mean, on uh, some adventures. But Georgie, I don't get to go Georgie, traveling. and Nathan and I went to Santa Fe. We did. <laughs> we bonded over poetry in Santa Fe. What? When did you go to Santa Fe? We did this in 2019. Yeah. Oh, it was a uh, year. It, it was almost two years ago. Yeah. It was, in, it was in March. It was March. Yeah, I thought it was March. Um, it was beautiful. I loved it out there. Mm-hmm. We saw your friend's beautiful sculptures. Yes, we, yes. we recorded, uh, a, podcasts, we recorded yes. a couple of episodes of podcasts um, with uh, uh, people. Why can't I think of their names? Um, Paul, Je- the, Paul Jeffrey. People. We did a full animal sanctuary podcast. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Paul Jeffrey, an actor who was an Excalibur. Yes, um, he was fabulous. He was you know, married to my aunt. Um, your friend who does all the beautiful, gorgeous paintings. Yeah, Dar- Darren Vigil Gray. Yes. This uh, Native American. Oh, he was fascinating. Uh, he had amazing stories. Who? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he told us great stories. It's a it's a great episode if you want to catch up. On yes, back yes, you episodes. should. You should. So, yeah, the catalog is people. <laughs> yeah. There's a hundred. There's a hundred. There's a hundred. You could go into. Yes. I'd sure. love to get caught up with Nathan. Yeah. Well, that's that's one of the yes. I so during you know. In the pandemic, I have I've seen Nathan twice. The other time was at Georgie's place while I was taking care of her cats. Yes. Um, but um, what have you been up to? What like your job? 
you, you often used to, um, you know, in addition to acting and, and creating and all kinds of things, but you were also bartending. Yeah, not even in addition. Like, primar- my primary source of income essentially was which um, doesn't events, exist. like events work, events bartending and such, which I was super grateful for because it allowed me a super, very flexible schedule to pursue my creative arts in L.A. And um, I was able to, you know, make the money I needed to make while still doing the other things. And everything grinded to a halt. I did, um, I think, a lot of things for a lot of people. So I was kind of in the same boat as... Um, everyone else in that respect, um, and it just gave me, honestly, I'm so grateful for the last year because what I was saying before COVID happened was if I only had time to work on the things that I want to work on creatively, <laughs> if I just had all the time in the world, I would be able to do all those things, and then kaboom, a strike of lightning, here's all the time that you want, Nathan. So I kind of was in a little bit of a funk at first, like everybody else, kind of figuring out, is this going to last a while? What's going on? I guess I should catch up on some video games. And then then I did that. And then I was like, okay, I have time. Let me create. So I started drawing and um, drawing a lot in pencil, uh, mechanical pencil, and Oh, you've done some beautiful drawings Thank and some you. commissions. Yeah, I've, I've, um, that you've posted. gotten some drawing commissions as well, which is really cool. Um, I've Nathan done... is crazy talented. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Um, really? I tell people that it's really um, just, I like to, uh, as far as talent goes, I appreciate that. Um, but I think what makes people with talent have success is the continual process of the work so that's what I try to stay in is not stopping not giving up keeping going keeping going keeping going when it gets tough I just read something about learning there's a book called the art of learning by this guy who um, became who was like a grandmaster chess player when he was 17 and then became like a Tai Chi master in his 20s and it was a totally different field and it just talks about how we learn and how we take in knowledge and um, develop skills and stuff like that and a lot of the book is about how that point when things get difficult and continuing on through the difficulty because so often we like to stop when it's easy and work on things as we like to work in our comfort zone so we like to do things that are familiar to us and we like to repeat skills that are easy for us and learning happens when we push ourselves past that to where it's not necessarily easy not Mm. necessarily always fun and so I try to do that a little bit and just continually develop as an artist that's why the drawing has been really fun because it's just another way for me to express myself creatively and I feel like whatever medium you're working in as a, a creative, it all influences everything else. So mm-hmm. the drawing helps me with my music. Um, I've been doing a lot of songwriting, and then the music helps me with my acting, and the acting helps me with my gardening. And I've been gardening a ton. Ah, I love that. <laughs> so, yeah, what are you so many things have been with me. Um, so over the last in your summer, backyard? I have a backyard, and I've actually started to develop the front yard. Ooh. I mulched everything, which is super important to healthy. Okay, rainy. Yeah. 
Are you going to grow tomatoes, Nathan? I grew tomatoes last year, so I grew some cherry tomatoes, and I grew... Doug has a beautiful garden as well. Mm-hmm. I know. Nathan, you know about tomato mania, I'm sure. Doug, I want to hear all about tomato mania. <laughs> and I actually told Doug before this started, please, can we talk about your garden on the podcast? Because I know well, that Doug is a huge gardener as well. And tomato mania will be at the end of March. Uh, I'll meet you there. Now, I don't know that I want all of our listeners to know, but I have been told what this year's hot tomato is going to be. Well, the fives of people that are listening... Um, I, you, you, I'm you actually can, now I'm trying to remember the name. I think um, Mac, Merit, Mac, Magic Merit. I need to Google this. Um, you know, every year there's a hot tomato, and all the tomato growers discuss like what the the um, hot on-trend tomato is going to be. And when you get to Tomato Mania, whatever that hot tomato of the year is, is, is like that, uh, those plants are depleted first. Everybody runs to buy those. So I'm just, he, it sounded like magic merit, but no, it's not something with merit. I'll have to look it up, see. But uh, Nathan, <laughs> I would love to meet you at Tomato Mania. Where does Where is Tomato it? Mania take place? So Tomato Mania, which of course is tomatomania.com, is the world's largest heirloom tomato plant sale, and it's mobile. It starts here in Los Angeles, and it moves east every week throughout the spring and summer, and it ends in Connecticut. So um, because it starts here, we're, we're like uh, late March into early April, and it'll, they take over Tapia Brothers uh, Nursery, which is um, Havenhurst on the 101. And they'll be there for weeks, and they're open, and you can go and you buy your seedlings. So it's not um, seeds, but they're already started plants. Let's do um, it. And that's where I get all my, my tomatoes. So you are a tomato aficionado. I love tomatoes. I grow heirlooms. I usually grow 10 or 17 different varieties every year, and I catalog what worked well, what didn't work. Damn. Last year's oh hot tomato was Black Sudan, and it was an unsuccessful venture for me. How do you catalog it? Well, I, I take notes. You like, have a little diary? I phase Robinson. Robinson was a prodigious and sweet fruit, but Black Seaman was full of blight and was a disaster. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I, I, I grow... Uh, cherry tomatoes, usually a sun gold, maybe a sweet 100. Then I try to do some early fruit, like a like an early girl, which is a wonderful tomato, and maybe even a 4th of July, which promises to have fruit by the 4th of July. Ooh. As we all know, tomatoes are long-growing uh, to fruit, usually 80 to that. 95 days. So, so get stuff that's going to be possible early and throughout the season. If you're doing 10 to 17 varieties a year, are you planting them all uh, March as seedlings, or do you, do you re, re-up the tomatoes? Like, do you pull out certain plants and re, re-establish new ones in June, or what do you do? So what I, what I do is I really look at the how long it's going to take um, to be able to harvest some fruit. And so I buy some that will, will produce early, some that take a really long time, but I do tend to plant all at the same time, and and then they're staggered in terms of like when I start bearing fruit. So last summer, I actually had a crap ton of tomatoes, and I didn't even... So the two summers ago, I tried to do vegetables. I was like, I'm going to have a big old vegetable garden, blah, 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 blah. 
Well, it didn't go very well. Mm. <laughs> I was like, vegetables are hard to grow. All in the back? Yep, all in my backyard. So then last year, I was like, oh, screw this. I'm just going to plant flowers. And so I just sprinkled flower seeds everywhere, and I just watered everything. And lo and behold, all of these vegetables started popping up. A, ah. a year later, I had tomatoes, I had squash, I had all of these rando vegetables that must have been leftover seeds from the prior year. And the tomatoes grew really, really well. So That's fantastic. Yeah, so tomatoes, this year, tomatoes really are masochists. You, you can't... You don't want to treat them too well. Like you, mm. most people overwater their tomatoes, mm. and you want to um, tomatoes like hot days and cool nights, and you want to water um, infrequently but heavy water. And it, it you know, the, the giving them too much water, they won't produce the sugar, which makes tomatoes so sweet and tasty. So by depleting the water, by by withholding water, they're they're forced to make sugar, which will keep them sweet. And of course, an heirloom, the problem with heirlooms is that they're so susceptible to disease, right. um, unlike the hybrids, which we get at the grocery store. But I love that they came back. We call those volunteers. They, they came back for you, and that's fantastic. They'll do it every year. Oh. Thank you, volunteer tomatoes. So do you have a trellis system, support system? What do you do for this as far as um, where they're going? I do. I have, I have cages um, back to the S&M theme. I <laughs> you said tomatoes and massacres. Oh, yes! Watch out. Say that one more time. The, the trellises, what will happen is by, by mid-season, the tomatoes are bearing fruits, so they're really heavy, and they get so tall that I do erect some trellises. And I use ladies' pantyhose to tie Oh, the that's where all my pantyhose went. Very, very sexual. <laughs> That's yeah. smart. So I've been, last year I picked my tomatoes as the color began to flush because I was reading that if you pick them as they begin to color, they will still ripen on the counter and you avoid pests and stuff. Do you find that you, when do you pick your tomatoes? You know, that is a gamble. Sometimes you, you see a tomato and you say, oh, um, I'm just going to give it two more days and it's going to be perfect. And then when you approach it, you see that a raccoon or some sort of animal can take a bite from it. It's a disaster. So you just have to keep your eye on it. Um, I, I like to let things ripen on the vine, but mm. obviously if, if you've got any pests uh, or you're afraid or the weather is about to turn and you're afraid you're going to get some rot or something, then I do go ahead and pick them early. But usually um, I let them ripen on the vine. I've no, I'm, I'm, I'm so admiring you guys because that was one thing with me like well last year like 2020 I managed to learn how to cook and clean I became a perfect housewife and I fell in love with all this stuff but when it comes to plants I can't do it and I have a theory about it because I'm a smotherer so like that's why I'm so great with animals animals love me I have my squirrels that knock on the door and everything because I give them so much love like you can't give animals too much love they want all the love in the world with plants, you can give them too much love. Like my friend once gifted me all these beautiful plants and they were telling me how great it is to have like living plants in your house and stuff. So I was like, okay, great. I'm going to really work hard to keep these alive. They all died. I once was asked to look after my friend's plants and I was like freaking out. So I was like, don't want to kill these plants. So I just gave them too much love and they all fucking died. So I just don't. It's, have, it really is a science, isn't it? I have killed every plant that's come into my life. Yes, I everyone. can't do it. I can't do and it. So I just, I don't try. 
I want to try. I want to try. I want to learn. You can. You, you guys can, can educate it. me. You can do it. You yeah. absolutely can. I can. I just. I do, You know. I, it's not that I gave them too much love. I forget that I have them. <laughs> <laughs> and then I see that they're dead, and I'm like, oh. Mm. I know. My, my well, name. That doesn't happen with the cats. That's true. No, no, no. He's no, very no. Good the cats, cats. I, I, you know, I, I took care of the cats. He's very, very good with cats. And I'm taking care of George's cats. But, yes, with, the, with the, my neighbor in 2020, like, we share a backyard. And, like, one day I just come out, and we just have all these, like, plants and fruits and vegetables growing. And, but he would be out there every morning. It felt like he was like a, a, a like a, like doing a drug deal. The way he was, like, <laughs> you know, like so like obsessed with these these plants, and, and and it was just magical just seeing all these plants come to life. But I just have no idea how to. Uh, well, they say the only it. way to get a green thumb is to kill a lot of plants. So uh, you're on your way. Oh, I'm on my I'm on the way. Doug is holding a plant. What is that plant that you're holding? This is my friend Rhoda. Rhoda. <laughs> okay. I just happen to have this sitting at my desk. Nice, nice. That makes me think of Cora's Leachman, who's dead. With all the plants that I killed. Dead since the last time we, we've gotten together. So many dead people. Should we raise our glasses to them? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yes. I mean, I... I met Cloris Leachman a couple times, and she was a crazy, fantastic woman. But we hung out for a moment at the uh, Elton John Oscar party once. Oh, uh, which we would be going to in a week if the world wasn't over. No, I know. Georgie and Nathan and I all went to that um, once, and um, I I became unspeakably drunk and, and needed to leave. Uh, <laughs> still fun though. It was, it was, a, it was it fun was up until I had to leave. Fabulous. Who did we see that was like on stage performing on the Sabian? Hits? No, the Killers. The Killers. The Killers. The killers. The killers. The killers. Yeah. It was like 10 feet away. And yeah, it was, they were great. And I was wearing this like giant gold headdress. And then when all the press pictures came out of Killers performing, you just saw my, my <laughs> big gold ears poking yes. out in front of them. <laughs> so and actually, that's a party that um, Doug has been to long before I ever went. Um, years ago, you went to that Elton John Oscar party, right? Yeah, I've been uh, a few times because we were, um, I was Ab- there for work. Absolute was sponsoring. Yeah, and so I went, I think, three times. And, uh, you know, I, I, I never liked it, but I, I think other people had a lot of fun. What I really did like was the gift bag, because um, it was about 70 pounds of crap. I've never been well, given We never it. got the I've gift bag. I've never been given the gift we bag. We were always escorted out before <laughs> the gift bags were given. <laughs> no, they, they give the gift bag to the people that are at the dinner. <laughs> and usually we come out no, for the dinner. We got... Um, there was like a Barbie doll that I might have eBayed for three hundred dollars. I thought and you were gonna say I might have eaten. <laughs> I still have a Barbie doll from some party I went to with you that I would love to eBay. You should look it up. You should see what it's worth. Yeah. It was this. I was. I was, like, I was there paying for this podcast for a minute. Mickey Watkins. <laughs> I think now she's Michaela Watkins. Michaela Watkins. Yes. Mickey. Mickey and I were there together. And in the gift bag, there was a square box, and it said, Elton John Rocks. And she and I were so excited, because it was like a CD, a, a collection of all of Elton John's CDs. And I didn't have any, and this was back when we listened to CDs. 
And um, we both got home, and I opened it, and it wasn't a bunch of CDs. It was actually a bunch of rocks. Oh, no. It was like, <laughs> like a beach glass, like a potpourri beach glass thing. And just as I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do with this? Mickey called me. This was also when we only had phones. Mickey called me, and she says, don't eat that candy. It's disgusting. And she, she put... She thought it was... She thought the, the rocks were candy? Oh, <laughs> no. Thought, she thought it was candy. This is uh, yeah. Michaela Watkins of, of TV's Casual and whatever else she does. I don't know. I don't know who can keep track of the skyrocketing career of Nikki Watkins. Well, now we know she's a rock eater. She <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's on that show, uh, The Unicorn, I think. She was on a show oh, called yeah. Casual. That's she was on is. Saturday Night Live for a minute. Um, she's great, super talented. She's on. I think she's on The Unicorn right now, and I only said it because I've, I've heard. Um, Advertisements for it. Advertisements. Advertisements. Yes. Well, she was on some show, I think it was Casual, that was on Hulu. Yeah. It was like the, kind of like the building block of yeah, Hulu. Yeah, that was one of their flagships. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to watch something on Hulu tonight. I'm going to watch that Britney Spears mm. It is so good. So good. Don't I, get me started. I sobbed the whole way through. Like, Britney was, I, I have a lot of idols and obviously Madonna and everyone, but like, Britney, like, her first single came out when I was 11, and she was just the person that made me who I am today. Like, Nathan, I was obsessed with her, and it was heartbreaking to Nathan watch Nathan and Georgie are the right age to really, like, really appreciate Britney It was, Spirit. yeah. She was just, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I think she's super talented, and I, cert- and I have a lot of, um, you know, sympathy for, mm-hmm. for, what, for what she's going through. My first lawyer in the entertainment business was partners with her longtime manager, who I think still manages her now, Larry Rudolph. Larry Rudolph, yes. Um, he had a, a law firm called Rudolph and Beer. Um, Sounds like a great <laughs> Yeah, and my, my lawyer was Stephen Beer, his partner. But um, Oh, I thought it was Beer. Just thinking but, um, but also my, my friend and neighbor in this undisclosed location where I lived, um, when I first moved here, was a dancer, um, mm. Nancy Anderson, and was on a Britney Spears tour during 9-11. And, you know, so they were on the plane going to Australia when the planes hit the buildings. And so they, you know, landed in Australia and they were strand, you know, they were grounded. All planes were grounded for, for days and days. But they did the, you know, they were there to, to public, you know, to publicize her tour, I guess. And so they were doing a, um, a, a show on television, a, you know, some Australian talk show. And, you know, Brittany didn't usually like do interviews and stuff usually, like, they should just do that. But in this case, oh, gosh, you know, so it was like a couple of days, it was like literally two days from, from 9-11. And, you know... So they do their number and then they call Brittany over to, you know, talk to the hosts of the show. And so, you know, they're like, oh, that was great, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then you know, one of the hosts says, well, you know, of course, our, ha- our hearts go out to all Americans, you know, who, you know, with the horrible terrorist attacks that, you know, just happened. Um, and, and Brittany, you know, looked at them and said, I don't talk about politics. And, and 
Oh, her no. dancers, you know, Nancy included, were just horrified. It was just like, oh my god, like no one did no one explain no one this. I mean, all she she could have just said, yes, it's, that's terrible, yeah. and that's all she needed to say. But like, she thought it was controversial in some way. She's like, I don't talk about politics. Oh, that me. said, uh, you know, I don't think she need. Well, I don't know. I don't know what the truth of Britney Spears is. I don't know if she needs a conservatorship. She seems to want to get away from the influence of her father and. I, I wish her well. I thought that was, a, it's a very, you're going to watch that tonight, you'll see. I was, Did you well, see I was it? choosing between yeah. that and the Aaron Sorkin. Um, trial of the Chicago Seven. Trial, trial of the Chicago Seven. That's good. Yeah, I'd like to see uh, that. Yeah. Um, I, I actually spent some time with one of the people that's in that, um, uh, Bobby Seal, who was the, one of the, the chairman of the Black Panther Party. He's like, it's the Chicago Seven. He was the eighth person that was on trial and they, Ended up separating him out to a separate trial, but he's plays a big part in the. He's the one that they muzzle, I think, you mm-hmm. know, in the court. Um, and I interviewed him for my thesis in, in college, and and then spent some time with him. What a fascinating guy, him and and uh, Eldridge Cleaver. I'd love to see that. I haven't seen that either. But I, I definitely. So watch one of those. I well. Watch the Britney one. Ro- watch both the good. watch the Britney one. Watch both eventually. I mean, you know, why not? Okay. Um, but uh, I my heart goes out to Britney Spears. You know, I mean, I, I hope that she gets some release from yeah, definitely. from what she's under. I've always been kind of neutral plus about Britney. Like, never a super fan, but always enjoyed the music and kind of whatever. But yeah, the watching the documentary, it definitely um, the biggest thing for me was just seeing the media treatment and coverage of her at such a young age, and yeah. just how it kind of she has been sexualized and demonized for certain things her whole life, and also whatever Britney Spears' mental faculties are, whatever. There's a lot of people that have um, you know mental issues and stuff like that they're still fully in control of their own lives and are allowed to do what yeah. they want and stuff yeah. like that I the crazy it's... scrutiny that was going on of her and just like the just like the bombardment of paparazzi and yeah you know, I you know we all lived in LA well not, maybe Doug and I lived in LA at that time um and you know you, I, I remember like seeing I think it was Britney Spears. Like she, she had to check into a hospital uh, in Century City, and but I, I just remember seeing several times, like driving by, like crazy, like Lindsay Lohan and Britney Spears, and you know, just seeing like crazy scrums of um, paparazzi vehicles. You know, just like yeah, it was probably incredibly someone. traumatic for and her, especially having children with her and having to deal with that. I could not even imagine having all of these going through a divorce and maybe losing, you know, custody of your kids and the, you know, and just and she got terrible. yeah, like they they were really telling her off for having her baby in front of her when she was driving. She was like, I was trying to get away from the paparazzi yeah. as quickly as possible mm-hmm. to be like safe with my child. And so that she was what I did. She didn't feel safe like know. getting out and yeah. putting the child in a, in a seat. And like, it takes some effort to do that. And what you're going to do that when you're surrounded by, you know, 10,000, you know, like 
tens of people. And one of the paparazzi was like, she never told me to get away from her whilst she was literally saying, get away from me. <laughs> you know? But the great thing about the documentary that I, I did love is that like it goes through from her as a child and her talent and her work ethic and how much she loved doing what she did. Like it really showed that, which a lot of people have forgotten Britney's talent. They just think of Britney's crazy. So I like that they were like showing that. So you can yeah. see that she was a really talented, passionate human being. And, and, and she and, is. And, and, and we've you, watched the downfall and it's heartbreaking. Yeah. And you see, you know, and sometimes she has kind of real lucidity and, you know, she's able to kind of express herself clearly and it's like, okay, you know, and then, and sometimes she doesn't. So, um, but, yeah. It, yeah, sorry, uh, we're giving too much away. Watch it's it. worth seeing. You know, I watched, you know what I watched a couple of weeks ago? I rewatched Truth or Dare, the Madonna documentary. Oh, I love Madonna. Uh, with the, you know, little oh, yeah. Warren Beatty um, mm. cameo. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was so... It was so fun to sort of relive that music and that era. And oh. you know what? I thought that that's a brilliant documentary. Um, I forget the name of the guy that made it. Um, Alex. Alec Kashishian. Yeah, Alec Kashishian. Um, his sister is a manager, Aline Kashishian, who I've uh, dealt with at times. But um, yeah, no, I, I. it was like a precursor to reality television in a way, that documentary, because she really just kind of opened things up and you see behind the scenes and her just like, you know, like, there's a great, you know, she's in Spain and she's like, oh, I really like this guy, um, you know, uh, what's, uh, Antonio Banderas, and, you know, she's like hoping to like get with him, although, but then at the Are event, at the event that they go to, like he comes with his wife, you know, and so like it wasn't, you know, there, it wasn't really an option at the moment. Um, but yeah, no, it's I, that's a really good movie. I'd, I'd I'd like to see it again. I'll watch it again with you. Okay. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I've been watching the boys. What, so what's happening? The boys, you great. caught up so, with Nathan. We've heard a little bit about George's cats. Yeah. Who's Eric Morris? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm. You know, I don't know, but. The pandemic was a really, you know, kind of difficult time. I was kind of in, in between jobs and, you know, I'm, I'm sustaining myself through through a sustenance job at the moment. I, I you know, found new income. Thank you. That's lovely. Um, but, you know, I'm also kind of like helping to start a new company that could be a you know a really great opportunity if it all comes together that we we'll see what happens with that. Um, I'm working on some other projects. I'm pitching a TV series. Um, uh, you know, working on a a feature film thing. So you know, I'm just trying to keep things moving. Have things in motion. Yeah. And, and maybe you'll start to help solicit uh, funds for Cook and Kibitz. Cooking kibitz and and you know it'd be you know it would be nice to find funds for it. this is happening. This is happening. <laughs> uh, I mean, because actually through this company that's kind of coming together, um, there may be a relationship with iHeartRadio. I mean, you know, I don't know how these things happen, but this is happening it is available on iHeartRadio and and it's available wherever you can find podcasts. You can find it on Listen Notes and uh, you know all these places. But it'd be nice to like. 
be officially on iHeartRadio. That would be nice. Yes, definitely. Yeah, like a branded microphone for us to talk in. Yes. I mean, what blue... Blue microphone sponsored by yeah, blue microphone. <laughs> I mean, your, the equipment is, has had a little upgrade since I was last year. The, we figured out, you figured out the, the three mic system, which we tried for... Well, we had to go through this. Like, did, did we not... We like, hadn't done that. We had a mixing oh. board. Eric is indicating towards some sort of device. There's a, sorry, yeah, there's a mixing board, which... I, I guess it was after our 67th episode, <laughs> I, I, I probably imported the uh, the skills of our friend Cy. Yes. Um, oh, Cy. <laughs> well, I haven't seen through this. I saw him a few months ago. He's doing great. Good. Oh, good. Yes. He actually has a beautiful woodworking business going on. Everybody should check it out. Oh, yes. Oh. I've actually, I saw some of that Let me posted look up online. The, what the Instagram is so I can give people... Um, oh, look it up right now. And so, but he's doing all sorts of different um, custom-made wood furniture, shelving. Yes. Um, all sorts of different stuff. I'll, well, I'll, I'll, I'll find it and say to, it. To whatever extent anyone is hearing us, um, we owe that to Cy. Yes. <laughs> yes, he, he, uh, he helped. He found impl- our voice. He implemented all, all of these things and... And whatever um, Landon is doing is is all um, all due to sign, you know. It, 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 just a system that he helped us find. And did you guys introduce Landon at the last episode? Uh, we I think we mentioned because our the last episode was a farewell to Ryan Leslie Fisher. Yes, okay. Gotcha, it, it was gotcha, a bon gotcha. voyage to Wine Leslie Fisher, and we probably mentioned Landon. And I, and at the beginning of this podcast, I think we did mention that our new producer is Landon. Landon's awesome. It's funny because he doesn't have a mic, so every time we say his I name... I know. <laughs> Landon's really great. Landon's really great at He's doing like hand signals. Yes. And supportive hand signals and supportive silent laughter. He's great at, at all these things. And now he's going to take his top off. Oh my gosh, ladies! He's, wow. he's ridiculously close. I know, I know. Does he know the rules? Come on. <laughs> As we are not. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's right. Well, you seem to be enjoying a nice um, vape, Doug. Yeah, I'm fine. I'm happy. I'm. I'm cool, man. Good. That's good. <laughs> I, I don't have the the in-house uh, uh, visual amusements that you have. You I know. Have, I can't no even straw, see you. I have no strawberries. Nothing. Well, you know, something just occurred to me, and I like, why not? Why not mention it? Like, because I, I wanted to check in with you. Do you know Camilla Ronson? Oh my God! No. <laughs> well, you do actually, but 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 you you don't recall her. She's a friend of um, Elisa Donovan's, and oh, she, Camilla, yes, if, I I never knew her last name, but yes, I know her. Um, yes, I I'm I'm hoping she will be a, a a guest soon on the podcast. Oh, why not? Um, she should be. She should be. Yeah, I, and she has a big following in. You and know, Elisa will come back. Uh, she'll be down in Southern California in a couple of months. Promoting a new project she's got, so cool. we'll definitely have her back on. Elisa's her so book. sweet. 
Was it her book or something else? Yes, her book. I don't think she announced it yet. She yes. had. She talked about it on whatever. Oh, okay. I mean, yes. So she came and, and did an episode with Nathan and I, and she. It was she <laughs> driving. It was such a weird time. I, I was there. I I. You I came and visited. Us. You came and visited after she arrived, and we had a little. All we all ca caught up with Elisa Donovan of Clueless. Wow, um, I love her. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, she's lovely, and she was also, what else, Clueless, and, um, Sabrina the and Teenage Clueless Witch. And Sabrina the TV show. And she wrote a, um, a lovely, uh, story, and it, it was, she talked about it on our podcast, it was a script about her, and she was, anyway, she's, it, it's now become a book. Yeah, listen to the episode. Yeah, she's now, yeah. Be, it's now become a book. Thanks the backlog. She it, also busts out Spanish. At some point, she like speaks fluent Spanish. She's fluent in Spanish. She was on a lot of. Um, How's your Spanish? I think Lifetime movies. No. Suficiente. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's the star of the, like the dog that saved Christmas. Always. The dog that saved Christmas again. The yes. cat that knew the dog that saved Christmas. She's well, got a bunch of those. Well, we'd love to have her back on, um, especially you know with you, Doug, because um, yeah, I'm sure she'd love to appear. Um, she also appears on, on Jeff's show. She's come on Jeff Lewis Live a couple of times. When she's been in L.A.? Fine. Yeah, she's in L.A. because I've had to go pick her up and, uh, and and bring her to the studio. Jeff's house. Well, it is now. At the time, we were still in the studio. Right uh, now, we're still broadcasting out of his house. Yes. But it's closer. The new He's in a new house, which is closer to me, which is great. Oh, good. Yes, well, he's a, you know... Flipping out. He's always flipping houses and um, dealing with um, having to pay off exes and whatever he does. <laughs> lots, of, lots of Nathan Yiddish Mishigas. Lots of Mishigas and Kerfluffle and things with him. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Like, um, I found him so really charming in person. Um, I, yeah, I, yes, he's very charming. I was not a huge fan of his persona on his show Bravo, and you know, and flipping out and whatever. But in person, and what he who he actually is, I found him extremely charming. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's very charming, and and uh, doing his show has been such a, a pandemic blessing for me because it's an excuse to to bathe and <laughs> so yeah, some something to to do and go yeah go yeah, do. The only place I go, I go to the farmer's market and I go to Jeff's house to do the radio, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, so that's well, that's our catch, that's our uh, pandemic catch up with you, Doug. It ends there. Yeah, that I mean, uh, I'm cooking, but all of the time. Yeah. Are you are you writing, Doug? What? Are you writing? Uh, not on purpose. Like what? I don't I'm know. Like, I mean, I you know. Back in the day, I produced a show of yours, uh, Common Knowledge. Yes. Um, which was, I mean, so delicious. Um, I've, been, I've been actually uh, collecting my, uh, I've been working on some essays um, of my life, my tales, as it were. Tales, tales, uh, dog. I'm, you know, I'm always toying around with something. But I'm I glad. Used to, I used to make some money. I, you know, I, Are you I shot an episode of a show and then I got cut out. 
then I did, then I got another job, and then they wrote it out. So you know, I gotta find the work. What is that Jeff Greenberg doing? He's gotta like you know. Yeah. Well. I don't know what he's doing, but I did just read that they're talking about rebooting Frasier. And now oh. I would be perfect because now I actually have some radio experience. <laughs> <laughs> I, did two, I did two episodes of Frasier uh, in the original. Yes. Yeah. Well, one hopes, yeah. I mean, because your, your, your recurring role on Modern Family, that's done. That's done. <laughs> the best is yet to come. Are you still writing letters to people? To products? Yes, I am. You know, I did send a letter uh, recently. Who did I send to? I sent, most recently, I sent to Kamala Harris. Oh, nice. Um, and I don't think I've written... Were you complaining to Kamala Harris about something? When were you, what was your beef with Kamala Harris? No, I just uh, uh, congratulated oh, good. her. Of her uh, uh, historic, uh, historic... Historic, thank you. Yes. Uh, I have had Nathan Streitman. I've had a really long, maybe two-month correspondence with the Miss Sixty brand, uh, which is a, a ladies' Miss clothing 60. brand. Oh my goodness! I wore Miss Sixties to death. Those were my jeans when I was when I was sixteen and obsessed with Britney Spears. She wore Miss Sixties, so I wore Miss Sixty. Well, I've been, I've been well. emailing back and forth with the brand team in Italy because I'm in search of a very specific button uh, for a friend's coat. She lost the button. She said she wasn't going to wear the coat. I said, you know, this coat is so smart on you. Let's just find the button. So, so smart. So you can't do it. So, I, so I've been writing. Uh, we've had so many exchanges back and forth, but I think the last I heard from them is that they weren't able to locate another one of these buttons. Oh, dear. oh no! I feel like doesn't Home Depot have like a button duplicator machine? I feel like somewhere you can. But clearly, just... she's lost the button, so that's why. Oh, but maybe there's more than one. I guess it is. Well, <laughs> I mean, like I went to Home Depot because I needed to match, color match my walls for well, some touch-ups. Well, paint. They do that. Yeah, yeah. but you think they'd have that for buttons? It's not like a three D printer. Will, you know, whatever. But I did go to a haphazard year. I went to International Silks and Woolens, and Girtle and I. Looked through just dozens Girl. of buttons and catalogs. G E R T L. I love it. Gertel. Gertel. Yeah, that's a um, German. German as well. Yeah. I, yeah. Another way that one can enjoy Doug on a regular basis on social media is his Saturday um, cleaning out your spams. Yeah, cleaning out my spams. Which you do so early on a Saturday. Like, I actually, like, I was uh, uncommonly early today because I went to Venice Beach to um, bicycle ride with my uh, former babysitter. How cute. It was sweet. <laughs> How cute. Yeah, so I, I mean, I got there super early. Wait, um, you grew up in New York and now your babysitter lives in the same town as you? No, she was visiting. She was visiting. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so she, yeah, um, I, uh, she was I visiting and staying in Venice. Gotcha, gotcha. And she had an extra um, bike. I clean up the spam every Saturday morning. Your email spam box? Well, if yeah, you want to... I approach my spams and I find one that will satisfy... She reads one. You know, it's often from some foreign person, you know, like with bad English. 
If you want to clean out my 60,000 emails of spam <laughs> next Saturday morning, oh, you're most welcome. If you have any good spam, forward them to me. Take, oh my goodness, take a I moment and like forward. And, and I then will you'll, look at my spam for once. And then you'll see Doug turn it into gold. Okay, <laughs> I'm excited. Look up on my, uh, my Instagram on Saturday mornings. Each one is no longer than 56 seconds. Amazing. But today, instead of cleaning out my spam, I did um, some Valentine's Day customs from around the world because people celebrate Valentine's Day differently around the world. How do um, they celebrate it? Well, well, I recommend, Nathan Streifel, that you log on to at Doug Buden and look at my latest post. Oh, I, I will do that. Because I think we're wrapping it up. You weren't Let's able to. Um, you weren't able to pronounce whatever the Norwegian thing was. No, I. I it, there were two. I was concepts. really surprised because you really do kind of attack foreign languages, and it made me think of that that part you had on the Hughleys, which I happened to be in the audience for, in the studio audience for, um, where you played. Um, they you know, oh, racist Schwarze, Schwarze Klaus or whatever. <laughs> Sinterklaas. Sinterklaas. You know, it's like, and oh, and he wanted uh, D. L. Hughley to be Schwarze Pete. Um, That's right. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. I would. I was expecting you to be able to say whatever the Norwegian word was, but well, it, apparently it, not. It, I mean, I. I'm doing it live. Like, I don't do multiple takes and edits. I just go and do it. Much like this. We don't do edits. Exactly. Or multiple takes. Can you believe it, folks? I know. <laughs> Shocking, right? Well, <laughs> it seems that we've reached the very end. How did that happen? Of our episode. It just has flown by. 100. But can I say, what a pleasure. To have Nathan Streifel back yes. in the house. Happy to be here whenever. And this was, you know, something born out of yours and my collaboration. Yes. And I thank you for that. And, um, you know, and I just, I adore you, Nathan Streifel. I really do. I don't see you nearly enough. But, uh, but when the world opens up, maybe that'll change. Who knows? Yes, the feeling is mutual. It's so nice to be back. It feels like. Come home to old family. <laughs> well, we'd love to I'd have you to, back. Yes, I'd love to come back. Anytime. Thank you. Um, and so, yes, anyway, thank, thank you, listeners, tens of twelves of elevens of listeners. Thank you. <laughs> Sevens and threes of listeners. Thank you very Thousands. much. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Georgie, thank you, Eric. Thank you. Love you. Love, love you, Daddy. I love you. Yes. All right, thanks everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.